feel like I could die today. I'm a little bit of a day. Feel like I could die today. I'm a little bit off today and every day. Welcome to Ranch Raves Questions and Quotes. This is your host, Mr. Ranch. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoy yourselves. We're going to have a lot to talk about. And um, as always, I just want to lead off by saying I am not a doctor. I am not a clinician. I am not a therapist. Uh, I'll listen to your cries and complaints and whining, but uh, don't expect any sympathy or healing. Anyway, this is my take my little venting process on the things I see, the things that piss me off, the things that really get under my skin and irritate the hell out of me. And uh, who knows, maybe they bother you too. Anyway, feel free, as always, to get in touch with me at my email, mrrants50 at gmail.com, or you can also reach me on my blog at myrrqq.wordpress.com. So look forward to hearing from you. Okay, welcome back. Well, you, you got the fun one. You got the fun little podcast, uh, make everybody smile and uh, pay attention to what they're doing. But, uh, you know, I just couldn't go away without uh, maybe preparing you for the uh, upcoming year just a little bit. I want to play a little bit uh, from uh, Ben Shapiro's podcast that he did uh, back in December, end of December. Uh, five lessons for 2024. Uh, um, this is going to be the tail end of lesson four, beginning of lesson five. So uh, take a listen. If he loses, all of which will then justify riots and prosecutions. We can see precisely where all of this is going. The endless cycle of reactionary politics can only be stopped if somebody decides not to be a reactionary and to be reasonable and to stop. That is the only way. But it's not just one side. Both sides have to stop because otherwise one side is unilaterally disarming. And herein lies the problem with our modern politics. There is no consensus that both sides need to stop this. There are too many Democrats who are out there celebrating barring Donald Trump from the ballot. There are too many Democrats who are out there celebrating the political prosecutions of Donald Trump. There are too many Democrats who are perfectly willing to watch Joe Biden be dictatorial in his presidency because he's a member of their party. And all that's going to justify is similar but more action from the other side, which will justify similar but more action from the other side. The nature of American politics is incredibly reactionary at this point in time. What you really need is for both sides to go weapons down, all of which goes back to the second lesson, which is we better find some common ground pretty damned quickly or things are going to get really ugly really fast, a lot uglier even than they are right now, which is why 2024 is shaping up to just be a dumpster fire. Okay, finally, lesson number five from 2023. Incompetence has consequences. This is true for everyone. Incompetence rules the roost. We are now in a race to the bottom. Now, on the left, that incompetence is coming from the fact that the meritocracy is seen as a is an imposition of power. That somehow, if you are good at things and you are successful, that's not because you're good at things, it's because you exploited someone. And so the best thing that we can do is get rid of the meritocracy and then ignore the incompetence. The incompetence has now bled through to every area of our government. Joe Biden is incompetent. I mean, he is mentally incompetent at this point. I mean, here is video of Joe Biden literally yesterday randomly shuffling into curtains. 
I'm telling you, like the, the, the joke from Shane Gillis about him being a Roomba is just true. It's not even a joke anymore. Here was Joe Biden finishing a speech and not knowing where to go because he is not, he is non compos mentis. There he is. He turned around. He doesn't know where to go. He's just going to randomly smiling. No one knows where. Where is he going? So random dude has to pop out from behind the curtain to give him some sort of direction as to where he is supposed to go. Where am I going? Still don't know where I'm going. No, Joe, you're going the wrong way. Oh, oh, that way. Okay, trying to motor on over here. Uh, Moving at the speed of light. Um. Joe Biden, not competent. There's a reason he's in the 30s in approval rating. Even less competent, Kamala Harris, who is picked because she is incompetent. She was not picked for being excellent at her job. She's picked despite being crappy at her job because she is a DEI candidate. She is a candidate who is selected specifically by Joe Biden because she is a black woman, not because she was good at her job. She ran one of the most incompetent presidential campaigns of all time. She dropped out before her home state in an open primary. That's crazy. Alejandro Mayorkas, our Homeland Security Secretary, wildly incompetent, leaving the border fully open while maintaining that it is actually closed. Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, who loves choo-choo trains. That dude took off for like a couple of months and no one even noticed. Then he came back and none of the planes land on time and trains are blowing up. The levels of incompetence are astonishing. Democrats in the Senate are wildly incompetent. Democrats in the House are even more incompetent. They can't even find it in their maimed hearts to somehow condemn the anti-Semitism of Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. But don't worry, it is not just Democrats. Republicans are also incompetent. Republicans in Congress have decided to engage in an idiotic race to the bottom, ousting a Speaker of the House this year for no apparent reason to replace him with a person who's just fine, Mike Johnson, but who is now incentivized by the exact same structure so they will pass the exact same bills, except that they're probably going to lose Kevin McCarthy's seat. So just really smart stuff happening right here. Incompetence has been wildly rewarded on all sides of the political aisle because there is something, a really sick seed that has been buried in the American body politic in the ground and it's born ugly fruit. And that seed is that if you fail, your failure is someone else's fault. This is true in terms of our agencies. Our agencies are wildly incompetent on the state level as evidenced by the Maui fire, where the state agencies not only did not do their environmental work, they then didn't even sound the alarms properly to let people get the hell out when everything was on fire. Our institutions are incompetent. It's not just government. Our institutions are incompetent. Our churches are wildly incompetent. They're filled with people who are abandoning eternal values. The only reason you go to church, they're abandoning those eternal values in this bizarre push to fill the pews with left-wingers who don't actually worship God, but worship a weird lawn sign that's multicolored and says dumb crap like water is wet. The amount of incompetence throughout every element of our society is truly a problem, especially because when people are faced with incompetence, they get mad. Now, the normal reaction would be get mad at the incompetence and then put competent people in power. But we've forbidden that because we've created an entire ideology that bars getting rid of the incompetent people. Take, for example, our universities. The best example of the day, this is an amazing, it's a wonderful story. So Claudine Gay, who is the president of Harvard, she, of course, has come under fire recently because she went in front of Congress and she made an ass of herself because she was asked whether, in fact, calling for the genocide of Jews was violative of Harvard student policy. The answer is yes, you shouldn't be calling for the genocide of Jews. Now, if she had said, we love free speech here, and then Harvard actually did love free speech, that might be an argument, but they don't love free speech at Harvard. They suck at free speech at Harvard. So what she really meant is, You can call for the genocide of Jews, but pretty much no other group. Well, this then led to the opening of Claudine Gay's past. And it turns out 
that she is a garbage scholar who has plagiarized in dozens of instances. According to the New York Times, Harvard University, in the face of mounting questions over possible plagiarism in the scholarly work of its president, Claudine Gay, said on Wednesday it had found two additional instances of insufficient citation in her work. Those issues were found in Dr. Gay's 1997 doctoral dissertation, in which Harvard said it had found two examples of what they called this is amazing language. You you ready for some, some incompetence covering right here? Get ready for this language. It's not plagiarism, folks. It is, quote, duplicative language without appropriate attribution. Oh, you mean plagiarism. That's literally the definition of plagiarism. It's amazing. Literally, the definition of the word plagiarism is, quote, the practice of taking someone else's work or ideas and passing them off as one's own. Here's what Harvard is now calling this practice. They're now calling this practice, again, the phrase was duplicative language without appropriate attribution. Oh, you mean copying someone's language without citing them, which is stealing their language, which is plagiarism. But they can't get rid of Clouding Gay because, you see, Clouding Gay is a black woman, the first black woman president in the history of Harvard. Mediocrity and incompetence must be rewarded endlessly. And those who call out mediocrity and failure, those people are really the people to blame. So the, the, the comment of the year on this particular topic comes courtesy of a person I actually had for contract when I was at Harvard Law School, Charles Freed. So he was Professor Freed when I was there. He was old then, so he's really old now. Charles Freed. I mean, this is such an amazing quote. He, was a, he, he worked for, for Reagan. He was a solicitor general under Reagan. So he was one of the supposed conservatives at the law school, but he was never particularly conservative. He was always middle of the road, politically at best. Here's what he said, quote, it's part of this extreme right-wing attack on elite institutions. The obvious point is to make it look as if there is a woke double standard at elite institutions. And then he says this, here's the comment, quote, if it came from some other quarter, I might be granting it some credence but not from these people. That's right. If you point out the incompetence, but you're of the wrong political persuasion for Chris Rufo, and you point out the plagiarism, or if you are Aaron Sibarium and you point out the plagiarism, then Charles Freed won't even take it under advisement because, again, the precious must be protected. It is more important to protect your ideological leanings than it is to protect any level of meritocracy. In fact, we've built entire edifices of ideology to excuse incompetence and failure. On both sides, we now find conspiracy theories to undermine the basic idea of merit. On the left, if you're failing, it's because, as stated before, you're victimized by the white oppressors. And this is a prevalent ideology, particularly among young people. 79% of people 18 to 24 agree with that. That if you fail, if you, if you suck at life, that's not because you've made bad decisions. It's because you're being victimized by some evil cadre of people in the back room who are screwing you. On the right, if you are failing, it's also, shockingly, because of a cadre of evil people in the back room who are screwing you. Maybe it's the hedge fund managers. Maybe it's the people who love free markets. And maybe it's people who want to maximize profits instead of, you know, turning this all over to a bunch of government bureaucrats for government subsidization of particular electoral cliques. Understand that the theory of populism, which is, effectively speaking, that your own failures are not under your own control ever, ever, ever. That's modern populism, at least. doesn't have to be that way, but that's what it is right now. And that theory breeds more incompetence. It makes the world worse. More people fail. And then because more people fail, the beauty is that it's a completely unfalsifiable system in theory. As more people fail, the answer is not, oh, maybe we got this wrong. Maybe we ought to promote merit. It becomes, well, that conspiracy theory, man, that must be true. That conspiracy is so strong 
And then because you believe that conspiracy, you don't get competent at things. And then you fail more. And they're like, oh man, every year it's getting worse. Here's the reality. The meritocracy is the great American idea. The meritocracy, the idea that if you work hard and if you are smart and if you make good moral decisions, you will succeed. That is a unique Western, beautiful idea. It is the best idea, maybe the best idea in all of human history, because what it suggests is that if you make the right decisions, you can create positive externalities for everybody else. See, competence creates great externalities for everybody. It makes the world better for everyone. Elon Musk being competent at building cars makes better cars for you. Elon Musk sucking at building cars would be really bad. And the same thing is true in every single job. It is true in every area of life. We need competence in our government. We need competence in our institutions. If we don't get competence, things are likely to get worse and worse. And then people will blame, ironically, the system and call for more control by people who still have not actually shown any competence in these areas. So what does all this add up to? It adds up to 2024 is going to be an absolute, like, uh, unless these trends are reversed, unless these lessons are learned and people start to get it through their, through their heads, that meritocracy matters and incompetence should not be rewarded, that perhaps we should seek common ground, at least with regard to baseline American principles, instead of ripping each other apart, that weakness breeds aggression, that there are lots of people worldwide and domestically who don't think like you. And that there are people who actually wish to pervert the minds of your, unless we actually get real about the world, in other words. That's the real short story here. Unless we get real about the world, we're not just going to get 2023 again. We're going to get way worse. 2024, I don't mean to be doom and gloom heading into Christmas, but uh, dude. Okay, in just one second, speaking of um, what's... And there you have it. He uh, speaks far more eloquently than I do. Um... And uh, just to uh, backtrack a little bit, I'm not plagiarizing him because I'm not using his words and calling them my own. That was Mr. Ben Shapiro, episode 1875 on his podcast, Five Lessons for 2024. So I'm giving him his full props, his full dues, his full uh, credit for his words. And uh, yeah. Unfortunately, unless things change, we're, you know, you know uh, there's a common phrase that everybody says, oh, we're, go- we're going down a slippery slope and, and you know, we're digging a hole. And, you know, there's so many uh, different phrases to that people tend to use when, when shit hits the fan. Uh, there's another one, so to speak. Uh, but, yeah, we have hit the slope and we're not slipping down the slope. We are actively running down the slope. Because if, like he said, if, if we can be considered, uh, the victim, either through, uh, the fact that we're being oppressed, uh, through the fact that, uh, the government is keeping us down, through the fact that, uh, the man is out to get me, uh, whatever the case may be. We are never going to succeed as an individual, as a county, as a state, as a city, as a country, as a, as a, as a community in total. I mean, it's just not going to happen. My biggest phrase that I like to use, and I've told many of my coworkers this, is I don't mind 
ignorance. If you are ignorant and I'm working with you and you don't honestly know how to do something, that's one thing. But if you've been doing said job for many, many years and you still don't know how to do it, that is, as Mr. Shapiro so broadly pointed out, incompetence. And I hate to say it. Well, no, I don't actually hate to say it. I love to say it because those people that are running our administration or, or their administration, running our country, running our cities, running our states, running our our uh, communities, running our uh, homeowners associations, don't live in the real world that we live in. When was the last time that Kamala Harris or uh, President Biden had to pump their own gas? When was the time last time that they actually had to go out and go grocery shopping? Of course, when you make billions of dollars through, uh, you know, covert deals and, and uh, you know, you're getting 10% uh, from, from your son and bag drops, et cetera, et cetera, you know, you know, you really don't have to worry about where that next paycheck is coming from. But when you're uh, middle-aged and... Uh, Maybe upper income, upper upper middle class, and uh, you know the creditors are knocking at your door because you missed a credit card payment, because the interest alone on the credit card is more than the minimum payment you owed in the first place. You know uh, that makes life harder for people, for the normal everyday Joe. Uh, you know uh, I don't have uh, a mysterious bag drop or check showing up at my door of 10% of uh, billions and thousands and, and millions of dollars. Uh, you know, I don't send my children to China and Ukraine and uh, various other places and, and where they get uh, jobs on boards of companies. They have no business being boards uh, on the board of the companies that, uh, you know, to begin with. So, you know, there is no hidden uh, money coming in for me. There is no uh, extra bennies. Uh, you, you know, they don't live in the same world, the same planet, the same uh, lifestyle that we live in. They are the elitist. And yes, I could sit here and like he's, like uh, Mr. Shapiro said, and I could be, go, oh no, I'm being held down by the elitist men. No, I'm not going to do that. I am very good at what I do. I'm fairly decent at doing these podcasts. Uh, I take care of my responsibilities. I take care of my bills. I take care of my family. I take care of my friends to uh, the degree that which I am able. And uh, yes, things are harder these days. Gas is more expensive. Uh, food prices are going through the roof. Every single solitary service that I subscribe to for streaming has gone up. Every single solitary bill that I have has gone up due to the inflation and due to uh, because of the failed policies that the administration up in Washington, D.C. have been passing in the last three years. But am I going to sit and whine and sit back and, 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 and pout and moan and groan? Uh, no, I'm going to sit here and have a podcast where I bitch about all of it. Where I put it out, where I try to inform people, where uh, which is again why I do play the little snippets from uh, Mr. Shapiro and Mr. Bongino and others, Candace Owens and others, because 
I know that my, that my friends, my people that listen to this podcast don't always have the opportunity to spend the amount of time that I do looking up the research. Now, granted, I'm at no way at, at the level that some of the people like, uh, Shapiro and, and Bongino are. I don't have the time nor the crew or the people, the production team to help me do this. Like I said, I do this off the cuff. I could, I listen to my podcasts that I listen to. I hear the news, I read the stories, I get the input, and I say, hmm, maybe that should be uh, discussed. Maybe I should have a take on that. And I put it out to you. And you either listen and you agree, or you listen and you disagree, or you don't listen at all, and maybe you're missing something. And maybe you're not. Maybe you're sitting in the same boat as me, trying to make do and do the best you can with what you have and with what you're getting, because that's all we can do right now. But I'm not going to sit back and woe is me, you know, the world hates me, blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm not saying, uh, you know, you can't have a shit day. I'm not saying you can't, can't feel that way from time to time. But it cannot become a daily occurrence. You cannot sit there and, and woe is me, the, uh, and, and the world hates me, and, and I'm never going to amount to anything. Or that will happen. You will not amount to anything. You will not succeed. The idea of coming to America and grabbing the gold ring used to be, I want to come uh, to America. I want to make something of my life. This is the land of hope and opportunity. Now, granted, with the open borders, I don't know how much of hope and an opportunity is left. And that's a whole nother topic because we're going to have a whole nother shitstorm of that once... Uh, the new administration comes in after the next election, whether it be Biden staying in or whether it be Trump or whether it be DeSantis or, or uh, Vivek or any of the other uh, ones running. And like I said, we have not slipped down the slope. We have not dug the hole. We have gotten a backhoe and just totally made a crater. We have run down the, the, the slope. We are deep within the shit in shit's creek the shit has hit the fan and covered it and unlike some of the people that i listen to some of the podcasters that i follow that think that we still have a shot a chance a slim margin of getting out of it i don't necessarily know that we do and as he alluded to you know if if biden wins again the next election, God help us all. If Trump or the other party wins, God help us all. Because no matter what happens, we are so divided right now that one side is going to go totally ape shit. whether we have, uh, you know, the election results are never going to be verified unless, I mean, verified and believed by one side or the other as honest and fair and accurate. I mean, now, yeah, there will be some that, okay, it was the fairest election in the land, blah, 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 because they live in a fucking fairy tale. They believe what everybody tells them. But again, as I've said many times, and as I've put out on this podcast many times, you are never going to expect, get me to believe that Joe Biden got more votes than the first black president in our history got. 
You're never going to get me to believe that he got more votes than Barack Obama. It's never going to happen. So Trump beating him, him beating Trump aside, you know, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. And, and I've been straight with that. I've been up front with that, etc. And And again, I'm not saying, you know, I have friends and family to say, oh, Trump's an idiot. Trump's this, Trump's that. They still prefer him over the current uh, person. But, you know, we're up shit creek. And we got one paddle left, and the current is coming. So, will we, uh, you know, be able to battle the current with that one paddle and make it through, or are we just gonna capsize? I honestly don't know. I pray, I hope that we will make it through. But if we make it through, in my opinion, a lot has got to change. We have got to go through and totally reverse the the southern border. We've got to close the southern border one way or the other. We are going to have to, in my opinion, again, this is by no means... uh, uh, sponsored or, or given to me by anybody other than my little old brain up there in, in my head. Uh, we are going to have to go through and basically do mass deportations. If you don't have the proper credentials, if you cannot prove that you're an American citizen or on a, on a proper work visa, et cetera, et cetera, Bye-bye. I'm sorry. You're gone. You're going to get on a plane, and you're going to go back to your country of origin. Or you're going to be sitting outside the the, the borders of the United States knocking on the proverbial door saying, let me back in. But we are going to have to do something to get those things done. The uh, He mentioned Pete Buttigieg and the... And the uh, the trains. Well, yeah, uh, East Palestine, when the train blew up, we are going to have to overhaul some of these uh, organizations. The train uh, uh, company has got to be overhauled. Uh, drugs, pharma- pharmaceutical companies are going to have to be overhauled. The Food Administration has going to have to be overhauled. The FBI, the CIA, the... Uh, the uh, Justice Department are going to have to be overhauled. And, you know, and maybe we're going to have to start afresh, start anew. Because if we do not fix these areas, they are going to get worse. It's just like your computer. If you have a computer at home and you get a virus, it might start being running a little slow to begin with. And then, you know, the longer you don't, resolve that virus issue it gets even slower and slower and slower until it dies until it stops working until it is no more and we've got the virus we have started running slower and slower and slower and the problem is is that no one at this central point in our lives wants to run the virus checker and get rid of the virus And if we don't get someone in position of authority that can get rid of the viruses, it's going to keep running and running and running until we are no more. And I know my friends that are religious or are 
saying yes, you know, towards uh, a lot of people I speak with sense that this means the you know the second coming of Christ and that the world is going to end and and here come all the 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 four horsemen of the apocalypse and and the book of revelation and all that and it might quite possibly be true from my own research it it does seem to look that way but if that's the case then obviously we're not going to get out of this hole that we've dug ourselves into we're not going to get at the top of the slippery slope we're not going to get the uh boat with the one paddle through shits creek we are going to capsize. We are going to be no more. And then the world will be no more. And the humanity, the, the, the good people in the world, the, the people that uh, sit there and do fight and do take care of their responsibilities and do their best to, to uh, are going to flounder and they're going to fail along with everybody else. So, with that, I will say adieu. Uh, this wasn't exactly, I'm sure, the happy-go-lucky, friendly podcast you were hoping for on the first day of January 2024. But, uh, as I mentioned in the fun podcast before, the shit is going to hit the fan on this podcast, too. I'm not going, you know, I, I tried last year to do fun things and, and, and try and not make it all political, but unfortunately politics is invading all of our lives and all of our space, all of our personal spaces. And we're going to have to deal with it head on. Those people are going to have to make their voices heard. And even, even then, like I mentioned a few minutes ago with, with the, my religious friends that, you know, are sitting back waiting for the second coming and waiting for the end of the earth and, and yada, 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 yada. That's great. But you still cannot sit and roll over and play dead. I know in the Bible it says God says to turn the other cheek, but I only have two sets of cheeks. And both of them are quite red. So I'm not going to sit back and just roll over and play dead. I'm going to fight as much as I can fight legally, honestly, godly, I hope and I pray. To get the word out, to be honest, to be open, to be fair about what I say, what I do, how I act. And I know that I'm not always going to uh, pass that test, but I'm going to do my best. And God willing, and God uh, help, helping me along the way, we will see brighter days. But if we all roll over and play dead and just play... Uh, the victim and be incompetent ourselves. Uh, you know, I can't go out right now and get in my car and run it into a building and blame someone else for that fact. That's something I will ha would have done. That's something I would have to uh, accept the consequences for. I can't be stupid 
slash incompetent and think that I can bl- Oh, well, I, I, I've driven up my driveway many times, but this time my car just swerved. You know, it was someone, some entity, some spirit, some whatever took control of the steering wheel and, and decided, yes, I'm going to make uh, my house a drive through. I cannot, I have to take responsibility responsibility for my own actions, for my own decisions, uh, along with the good and the bad. I am not being persecuted. I am not being, uh, you know, um, of course my mind just drew a blank when I, when I made that, that statement, but I'm not being, uh, pressured i am not i don't have white privilege i am not persecuting others i am not looking down on others everybody has the same chance at making it in this country as i do but you can't roll over and play dead you can't blame others you got to fight for what's yours fight for what you want and go after that gold ring And we have to talk. We cannot be divided anymore. The the whites and the blacks, the Asians, the the the, the handicapped, the Democrats, the Republicans, the males, the females, the straights, the bi's, the gays, the, the lesbians, whatever classification, whatever gender classification, whatever, we've got to talk. And talk logically, not just shout over each other, not just uh, be my way or the highway. We have got to talk, open up a dialogue, and work through these issues. Or there's going to be chaos in the streets. And unfortunately, it's coming faster than we uh, may have an ability to stop it. At least that's my opinion. And uh, so, again, I say happy first of uh, the year, happy first of January, happy New Year's Eve. Uh, I do wish all of you a uh, happy and prosperous and productive and yada, 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 all the cliches, New Year, Uh, happiness and health for all of your families and for our country, for our world. And uh, let's make our voices heard. Let's put the word out there. Let's do, as the Bible says, do unto others as we would like to be, uh, have things done unto us. And uh, maybe, just maybe, we can get back up the slope. Maybe, just maybe, we can fill the hole in that we've dug ourselves and get out of the hole. And maybe we can find that second or and help us get through Shit's Creek a little bit faster and a little bit better and intact with our uh, with our country, our state, our lives, our sanity. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. So, again, I shall sign off at this point. Happy New Year's. <laughs>